Hi guys, welcome back to She-Hulk, episode 5, uh, Thoughts and Discussions, and uh, we'll be also doing the mid-season review today. So, my god, it's we're halfway through the season. Hard to believe. <laughs> we're halfway through the season, and the season hasn't started. Well, to be honest, you are completely correct. The five episodes in, and we've yet to have a proper start. And when I say season hasn't started, I mean, I'm just not interested in the show at all. They keep throwing stuff at us. And yes, someone will argue, yeah, things are happening. Look, we saw how she turned into She-Hulk and she's now got a job and she lost her job as well. And she's being attacked by people with a needle that is not strong enough to break the Hulk's skin. Why, why have they not been able to make this interesting? I just don't think they care. I, I just I, think they're terrible writers. I have to be also, honest. That's I, also very true. I, I, I've never been in a scenario where I've had to really bash the writers this much, but I just really feel like the people who have been commissioned to do this job do not understand what they're taking on. They don't know how to write a court scene. They don't know how to make superheroes interesting. They don't know how to make superheroes interesting. I know. It's really sad. In fact, the worst part of it, from where I'm looking, is that... I don't think you need to spend a huge amount of money to make this interesting. So therefore, for a show that has spent so much money, how they cannot have made it at least at least bearable. Yeah. You know, there's that law of diminishing returns that the more you spend, the less you get back. I have no returns. <laughs> they are. I, I, it's like I spent and then they continue to take my soul and life from me as well. Well, it's like a loan shark. Well, they've obviously decided that um, they, they're trying to get blood out of a stone, and we are the stones. Yeah, oh gosh. I mean, okay, there's much that we can talk about this, yes. the show itself, but let's at least get through what we want to get through today, which is episode five. So, last episode, if you remember, what happened was uh, Wong was fighting demons in the middle of a theatre with uh yeah one was fighting demons in the middle of a theatre again with donny blaze being uh you know some sort of magician who's managed oh, a terrible to... music uh, magician musician i know maybe <laughs> uh, thank god he didn't play any a magician music who was let a magician who took his sling ring home from commentage after one week and uh as always Jen, the brilliant attorney, managed to solve this by threatening him outside of court. So, episode f episode four finishes with Jen being served this notice that she doesn't have the the trademark the right, or the, copyright the right for her own name, She-Hulk. She yeah. And episode five, we start... So, the episode is called Ribbit and Rip It Script. Oh, no, Script is just the end. Ribbit and Rip It is the name of the episode. I don't know how that relates to what happens in the episode. But we start with the recap, as always, which takes up three minutes of the episode. And then we start with a title screen, which is kind of like a commercialised fashion advert, I would guess you'd call it, for uh, some sort of perfume or fragrance, um, which is by Titania. And it says... The villain Spend from beauty. The, the first episode yeah. where she, at the end... Where Social she, media angry lady. Yeah, yeah. So, so she is the lady who at the end of the first episode, gets She-Hulk known because Jen, the character Jen, changes into She-Hulk in order to protect a jury. 
Yeah, and she punches her across the courtroom, and for some reason, her attacking a courtroom and uh, potentially the jury of the courtroom, she manages to get off with this. Scot-free. Scot-free. And she's running her own brand, which is massive, and she's got millions of followers. So, it starts with the advert, Strength is beauty. Beauty is strength. What makes you beautiful? She-Hulk by Titania. Be strong, be beautiful. Own who you are. She-Hulk by Titania. I am strength. I am beauty. I own who I am. She-Hulk by Titania. A luxurious new line of skincare, beauty and wellness products created by Titania exclusively for you. She-Hulk by Titania. I do feel like I should get some money for just reading that out. But, because uh, I did it better than the show did. Yes, but, you did. But, you know, yes, she's got this line that she's created. We've seen the advert. There's big billboards on Sunset Boulevard when uh, Jen is driving through the city. Yeah, to work. And she can see that her name is being commercialised and used in a way that she's not profiting from. And she's unhappy because someone is taking her name. Now, there's a good argument with this episode because all we've been talking about... Well, I say all we've been talking about. One of the things we've been talking about for the last few episodes is she keeps saying she doesn't want to be called She-Hulk anyway. And as soon as someone says, I'm going to use the name She-Hulk, she's suddenly very angry and unhappy about this. But I guess we have to go down the road of, you know, she was initially unhappy that she was called She-Hulk because it's a derivative name of her cousin who she is not a fan of or she is a fan of, who knows what their relationship is. And now she's accepted the name and she's happy to be the She-Hulk character. So we see Jen in her own house and Ched... God, what a name, Ched. Her cousin, brother? What is he? One of her family I think it's a brother. members. I think it's a brother, but it's a, where do they come up with these names? And maybe, maybe this is a normal name in parts of America. But it's, it's re- the, uh, the name is a derivative of Chad. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, just as She-Hulk's a derivative of Hulk, maybe he's a derivative of something else. But Ched uh, sort of blasts into the room through the door, which she has not locked because... Why? She was attacked by many men in an alleyway. I know. Remember it's when the, her dad... The whole thing is, yeah. um, again, it's so contrived. Basically, it's almost as though we want to get through this scene quickly. Chad arrives. And, as you're about to say, he's trying to get her to Well, I mean, let's just, get, let's just get through Chad getting through the door. Because remember the episode before when her dad said, here's all these locks and cameras yeah, that you might need to protect yourself. And just a standard human can just blast through the door of her apartment. Yeah, without a key, without anything. It's so, it's, it is amazing. But then I guess Jen did say to her dad that she's She-Hulk and she doesn't need any of this stuff. So, there you go. So, Ched blasts through the door. He says, yo, what's up, Jen? You ca-? And then she says, you can't just walk into my house. Well, obviously you can because she has no security Dirty. whatsoever. And uh, he says exactly what we just said. What do you want me to tell you? I just did. Yeah. I just did. And he said, I'm making a killing selling these signed She-Hulk products. They love you. The people love the She-Hulk. So I need your John Hancock for me. And she says, I'm not signing those. And he says, what do you mean? I'm supporting your business venture. At which point she clarifies that it's not her business adventure. This woman named Titania has trademarked her name. And he says, that's dumb. Why would you let her do that? And she says, I didn't let her, Ched. And then he says, you know, Jen, the way the trademark works is... Whoever gets there first gets it. So if you would have done yours first, she wouldn't have been able to do that. And Jen is unhappy at this. And I think at this point, I was bored by the episode. By this point, I must admit, I 
the whole thing is so pathetic. The driving through to work and seeing all these billboards and you you would like to think that they would have something behind it. But there wasn't anything behind it. As you you know, you're expecting something to happen. The nothing thing is, really happened. This line was given to Ched to give to her as a, a look at here this guy who's mansplaining to her. He's teaching her what a trademark yeah, is. Yeah, something she's that she's been angry and, and apparently this is something she really hates people doing. But why yet, do they need to do this? This is the thing. They have this opportunity. This same line that would have been delivered by Nikki, her best friend, would have actually been humorous because it would have shown some banter between them. But now it's Ched, who we, you know, no one really cares about, who just comes in and mansplains to Jen and says, this is what you need to know, lady. And then she has to sit there and accept it and feel frustrated by it. Whereas if Nikki had frustrated her with that comment, we would have at least said, okay, there's a bit of back and forth between these characters. It builds their relationship. They can, you know, make jokes between each other, which is what friends do. You don't just have friends who are only supportive and never, you know, make fun of you. And there have been times in previous episodes where Nikki has said things like, oh, you know, your dating life and all this sort of stuff. But I think that this is a line that would have helped develop a relationship if done within two different characters rather than develop a relationship between Ched and Jen, where Jen is just seen to see, you know, we just see Jen as looking at Ched and thinking he's an annoying character. Because in the second episode, it was about how he got a job and she lost his job. She lost her job, even though she's far more successful than he is. And now it's like, yes, he's still an idiot, but he feels like he can tell Jen whatever he wants. I I think that you're right to say those things, but one of the things that sort of comes across to me, and again, this is just poor writing, the whole, the the previous episodes have set out the character of Jen as being a really clever lawyer. And here we have a situation where a person who she doesn't actually think is particularly clever is outthinking her. And that doesn't even make sense. You would, in, in, in previous episodes when people were saying things that um, were not quite correct regarding the law, she would say, no, that's not right. All of a sudden here, she just kind of accepts it and it's just stupid because the reality is she should have the wherewithal to challenge that comment that he made. And that would then lead quite well into the next scene. But no, she can't, it, it's almost as though she has no... Um, it's almost like she hasn't got any wherewithal, any intelligence. So just, it just it goes against everything she's been saying that she is, which then makes a mockery of the character. Yeah, it's just, you know, anyway, so moving forward, <laughs> yeah. moving forward, the next thing that we see is Jen basically going to find Titania. She's following her on Twitter because she wants to know where she is. She's kind of stalking this person that she is hated by. And she takes Nikki with her to this mall as they call yeah. it in America, yeah. it's a shopping market, shopping centre. Yeah. Shopping center. So she takes her there. There's a big queue outside, and uh, Nikki says, "We're not going to wait in line," and they just enter the mall. And they're looking around and they're seeing all these products, and they're seeing, you know, snake venom lip plumper, and beauty serum, and beauty oil, and beauty tonic, and they're all kind of the same thing bottled in a different way. And there was a line in here that I liked, which said uh, she's literally selling snake oil. Snake oil, yeah. Which uh, I thought was a nice little line. Yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't add much to... It, it actually says a great deal the about the fact that her friend was interested in that stuff. 
Yeah. So then what does that say about your friend? Who's yeah. But she's portrayed as that sort of person. A little bit. She's a little bit ditzy, fashionable. She is supportive, but she's not necessarily someone who thinks too much for herself. She tends to get herself in odd situations here and there, um, as we'll see later in the episode. But uh, yeah, so they see all these things. They call, they they've kind of you know back up what we already know, which is that Titania is not selling legit products. She's a snake oil salesman. And all these sorts of things. And they come to the line and there she is. Titania's in the middle of uh, you know, her desk while people are taking photos with her and getting signatures. And uh, she says, I'm so sorry, little child, but the, the line starts way back there. And um, it, this is the first time that we really see them talk to each other, don't we? It is. There's been a lot about, you know, we know there's something going on between them in the first episode and... Then we kind of hear that she's been freed from jail and now she's got this lawsuit against her. But this is the first time that we see them meet and talk. And uh, Jen says, you're using my name to sell your trashy products and you're suing me? And Titania says, get over it, Jennifer. The name She-Hulk is mine. In a, a very like Valley Girl accent she's gone for. Jamil what? Jamil. Yeah, one of the things that I really do not like about this episode is the actress playing Titania was really good I thought in The Good Place mm. she was fantastic in it I thought that you know and they've kind of taken her they, they know it's almost as though the director or the writers had right we've got this great actress she was really good in The Good Place she can play this type of character and they've dumbed it down to. I mean, her face has always glitter on it. It's like she's taken the. They've taken a bucket of glitter and said, "Put your face in there." That's what people do, <laughs> and it's just there's zero believability in anything that she says or does, yeah. and it just diminishes the whole thing. So it's almost like the whole thing is just so. Um, yeah, I mean, so look, pathetic. Looks wise, of course, we know that they've gone for a particular look, like an Instagram model, fashionista sort of thing, playing a larger than life character, I guess, where lots of people follow her. The thing is, is that it's not really the accent that's getting me. It's it's more the words that they're choosing to make her speak, and it seems like they're going for a very superficial, low level villain. I guess that's what I'm just, thinking about. I'm not thinking about any complexity behind that character. It just looks like they've said, can you play exactly sort of egotistical yeah. lady who thinks she's the centre of the world? And They've come up with a character in the first episode and they actually don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Is the, writer, is, is it. the writers, again, it's the exact same thing that it was before. Remember when episode three, I believe it was, maybe four, episode four, Madison... No, Remember no, Madison? Yeah, yeah, come up with a character, don't know what to do with it. Have, just... Do you agree that the Titania character is very similar to Madison? The fact that she's a bit obnoxious, just kind of thinks she's the centre of the world, speaks a certain I way. I think that what happens is that um, these writers have decided, or it might be the director, who knows, it could be anybody, but they've decided that if you want somebody who's either a villain or somebody who's not particularly a hero this is what how we portray them yeah it really does seem like there's a robot churning out this is what bad guys need to be like 
It's just which terrible. is strange because actually, if you look at the first three phases of Marvel, there was always something. I mean, they, for the most part, there was something interesting about the villain. It wasn't just a standard bad guy. The, the the Russo brothers who did the Avengers and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they were clever guys. And if you look at their films, they do even even the villains end up drawing you in. Yeah, they draw you in either through the acting they, or, yeah. or through the and actual also complexity. through their backstory, yeah. through their, the way they try to go about something. They draw you in. Here, you're sitting, hoping for a really good twenty minutes of entertainment, and you're not really drawn in. It's almost repulsive, and that isn't that. It it, it works against the story, and this whole thing in the um, I've I've been thinking about this episode in terms of what did we achieve. If you actually think about what we've said, you could just go from here's the um, the writ you're being sued straight to the courtroom, and everything you've seen up to now doesn't help at all in the story. Absolutely, it, it can be just be cut out, absolutely left on the cutting floor, and you wouldn't have lost anything. Yeah. I think about this. So let's say you take episode one with the ending where she punches Titania. Yeah. And and in the ending, she's just being a lawyer for a firm, isn't she? Yeah. So you could assume that she's actually with the, with the firm GLK and H that she's yeah. already at. And you cut out episode two, three and four bar the last minute of episode four where she opens the door and she's getting sued for her name. Yeah. If you did episode one with that bit just joined and you cut out everything in the middle... What would have changed in this show? Nothing. Nothing. You wouldn't have learned. It would have actually been a more cohesive show. It It would have had a through line. We wouldn't have had to think about anything else. But they do they do bring up also, some of the this things. Is, that also, this, uh, this, uh, this other aspect. They have no concept of timeline. The, the the writers of this show have no concept of timeline. It you don't just get trademarks overnight. You don't just get the, the these things take years. These things, you know, have a process, and some of the stuff that has been talked about is absolute nonsense. Anyone who knows anything about trademark disputes would tell you this is complete nonsense. She did it while she was in custody. Yeah, but the <laughs> yeah, but the whole the whole thing is they're trying to sort. When is this taking place? Is it three days after the court case, or three days after Vronsky was? There's done? no concept. There's they no, don't tell you. There, there's so little concept of time, actually passing that everything feels as though it happened yesterday yeah which is, it, is a, a good real example problem. is like episode three when she's going on these dates yeah, yeah and you thought that was a speed dating i thought it was a speed dating yeah exactly because of the way it's directed and whereas then, they're probably thinking oh it could this could have been like uh, days apart yeah it, it's it's really poor and it doesn't help because it, it makes it it makes it even worse the fact that they haven't done this yeah so so this is the meeting of jen and titania Titanius comes across as this mean character and says, get over it, Jennifer. The name She-Hulk is mine. And then someone wants to take a photo with Titania. She kind of gets in the way and like shows that she's a big villain. And uh, then you cut to Jennifer and goes, I can't believe she stole my name. And I think Nikki says, but you said you didn't like that name anyways, which is true. And she goes, I don't. And then she goes, okay. And she goes, it's just what people decide to call me. It's not who I am. I'm still Jennifer Walters. She-Hulk is just a thing that happened to me. 
And this is a callback to episode one, I believe, where she says that. Yeah, yeah. She-Hulk and, is just and a it's a running underlying theme in, all, in the, all the previous episodes that Jen is almost like a superhero in herself in terms of the law. Um, I, I heard this... a very interesting thing, which I, I heard something that uh, I think Mawla said may happen in this episode. Uh, not this episode, this series. So there's an interesting idea that Jen is perfect, right? But what they're making, what the writers want to do is they want to make her struggle with the idea of being She-Hulk. And they want her to start to like She-Hulk more and more to the point that she really feels like she's She-Hulk more than Jen. But the resolving character arc is going to be, but remember, you are always perfect, Jen. No, God. Remember, just look <laughs> deep inside. It all comes from the heart. Jen, you were perfect before you were She-Hulk and you are perfect without She-Hulk. Yeah. And that's who you need to be. And I actually think they're going to do that. Then, mate, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think they're going to have... Anyway, so we're back to the office and Nikki said, that's a really good perspective to have. She-Hulk is just a thing that happened to you. And she goes... And then Jen says, I admit that there's parts I enjoy. And uh, she goes, like, the amazing hair, no hangover, walking home with headphones on without being afraid. And then she says... Every woman's dream. Not to not to say that the writers have no idea what women are like, because that's what they think they know. But, and far be it, I'm a man, so I can only ex- talk from my perspective of what my female friends are like. But women that I know have far greater aspirations than just having amazing hair, no hangover, and being able to walk home with headphones on. I, I don't know which planet these people live on, and... When when I hear these kind of lines, the reality is, and I think that this is one of the things that one has to accept with the Disney um, products, these lines are not being say are not being made for the benefit of the character. They're lines from the writers to the audience, and you've got to wonder who the hell are who, who where is this audience that wants to hear stuff like that? I mean, who? Who wants to hear stuff like that? And who thinks that that is even a valid aspiration, a valid way of thinking, well, isn't it great? I mean... Just don't yes, we think that women can aspire to much more? No, but I... Can't, I, you, can't you aspire to how be many successful? Women? Just like Jen is aspiring to be a successful lawyer, why would you reduce your whole, a whole gender to saying that what their dream is is to have nice hair, no hangover, and to be able to walk home with headphones on without being scared? I think there's much more that a, you could say. Or do we prefer to be a lawyer who can represent people who's actually doing well? Because remember, the She-Hulk character cannot be a lawyer in a normal firm, which is like 100% of all the firms that are yeah. out there. So this whole thing is just... You know, who are the audience? How, I mean, again, I don't want to say is that no everything audience. is perfect, but the, the, I mean, I've seen some stats about this. And, one of us, and I've seen some of the comments being made by the writers and by Disney itself. And they and they are sort of pushing this as very much this show is aimed at women. And I don't get it because I can't see that women are looking at this thing. Yeah, you know, I'm so frightened of going out all the time. I wish I was She-Hulk. And they're hitting the spot yeah. every time. But it's not even that. So I can understand women having to be cautious when they're walking home in certain parts of the world. Yeah, but even men have to do that sometimes. I mean, it's not like only women. You know, yeah... Women more so than men have to worry about yeah, that. That's fair enough. But what I'm saying is that the show, like you've said, who is it targeted at? It's targeted at the writers. The writers are writing for themselves and yeah. no one else. 
they're writing themselves and saying, what a great line, what a great episode that we made. And people were sitting at home and saying, oh, you're being too harsh, like there's only two lines that they've written and you're talking so much about it. But the fact of the matter is, they got paid a hell of a lot of money to write this show. And it's an underlying theme, it's not just those two lines. This is not just like someone said, here's 10 grand, go and write a season of nine episodes of She-Hulk. They got paid a hell of a lot of money to write this show and make it interesting and put on a global platform, which is, you know, the whole idea of Disney Plus is a global platform that millions and millions and millions of people are watching. You know, previous shows, they've had like 500 million people watch, you know, here and there, whatever it is. I think this episode one, they had at least 300 million views, something like that. So a lot of people, a lot of people are watching this and probably taking stuff away. I hope, well, maybe not with this show, but a lot of people are watching this and you're getting paid a lot of money to put your words on that page and show what a good writer you are and it seems like you spent five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, so... Per episode. They decide to, they decide to actually... I mean, I must admit, I do think... I don't know if these guys were paid a lot of money. I think they were just um, put together and brought together say look can you do this and they just all said yes without any real a team of writers that have never written they, for a superhero yeah, show they, or they, a law show they, they, they just came up and said we can do it and disney were dumb enough to think they could and basically they really did is, it's like they're yeah. the snake oil salesman yeah yeah so, so so we're back in the office jen says the conclusion of the office scene is jen uh says you know i'm i'm not a different person who needs a different name and Nikki says, okay, so you're not mad at the name She-Hulk. And she goes, no, I don't care about it while crushing a stapler. So that's the end of that scene. Then we cut to Nikki. And this is the Nikki and Pug scene. When Nikki is looking at her iPad or whatever we call it, tablet device. Wasn't the previous scene also where they had to conclude that they need to get a lawyer? No, not yet. Oh, right, okay. So Nikki is... uh, Nikki is in the, her own office now, so she's got her own office, and Pug walks in, and Nikki is looking at this tablet, and she's looking at Titania's products, and she's going, why does she have to charge her fans so much for everything? And then she goes, because that's smart, Nikki, that's why she's rich and you're broke. And then she's, then Pug walks in, he says, what's happening, Nick? And she goes, oh, I was just talking to myself. And he says, I can't pretend I'm here for a friendly visit, I need a favour. And... Nikki says, you know my price, return favour plus interest, done. Okay, so he says he wants her to stand in line with him, waiting for a sneaker drop. And the sneaker drop is the Iron Man 3s, which are coming out, and they're limited to one pair per customer. And she goes, why do you need two pairs? And she says, he says, one to rock and one to stock. And she says, okay, so you're telling me that you're going to collect shoes to look at that you're never going to wear. I respect that. And... Here's the thing. This does show an awareness of sneaker culture because people do do that. They do rock one and stock one. Yeah. And, you know, everyone will think of the Jordan brand as the standard. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Everyone lines up and gets their sneakers and these things. Yeah, I'm not a great fan, but go ahead. Nowadays, uh, people don't really queue up anymore. You just do it through apps and orders. Yeah, you just order it. But let's say, you know, for whatever reason, the queue is what he wants to do. Why have they changed Pug into this childish I know, character? It really wound me up. I mean, and we're going to see worse coming along. He's a completely different the, character in, to in, the last in the episode. Pre- in the previous episode, he was actually a good lawyer. He was a competent lawyer. 
and now he's turned into a fool. And it's not, and it's not just the... Um, I'm not saying that people who buy um, shoes and then sell them at exorbitant fees are fools. It's just the way he's being, he's being portrayed in that sort of character. If he had been shown a little bit of seriousness, it's a serious hobby, it's something seriously is, is really into, um, as a business or as a whatever, fine. But he's, he's turned into a dork. Who yeah. just happened? And the exact opposite, almost the exact opposite of what he was in the previous episode. It's almost like the character. It's almost like the characters have have their names on a piece of paper, and the writer said, "Right, okay, who have we got that can say these lines? All oh, right, we'll give this one to this guy," and they don't care about the background story of the guy. Yeah, I I I've not said anything bad about the acting so far in this series, but this is one of those times where I don't know if. It's the writers who've made it really hard for the guy playing Pug, or if the actor himself has forgotten what his character was in the previous episode. Yeah, almost certainly direct. And part of it voices. might be the fact that these episodes, they don't seem to have been written in any specific order. Who knows if they're reordered? There's a it's lot of there, there's a lot of things that people have been saying about some of these She-Hulk. scenes. The yeah. fact that it had it was supposed to be released before Miss Marvel. Apparently it was so bad they had to redo whole elements of the story. Um, no one seems to contradict that particular line of thought, which does make you think that it's actually correct. That is actually what happened. Um, so who knows what's been left they, to the cutting floor, yeah. how much they've had to sort of rearrange the story, how much they've had to reshoot, what they've had to reshoot. All I know is... Here we have a situation where working. a character is the only thing he has in common with the previous time he's from is his name. Yeah, in he's a fool in episode two. In episode two, he shows her where the bathroom is as this like welcome yeah, to the firm. Well, so he's a bit of a fool in episode two, like a jokey guy. Then he's kind of a serious lawyer in episode three. Reasonably competent lawyer. Yeah, reasonably competent. Episode four, we don't really see him. Yeah. And now he's back and he's this sort of sneaker kid. But the thing is, there are legit. There are adults who do who do this and don't have to pretend to be children. Come to those depths, that's right. You know this so whole thing of this one to rock and one to stock. He could have uh, just said rock one, stock one. He could have just said, "I'm a serious collector." And I, I mean, there's there's yeah. a lot of ways of doing this. There's a lot of ways. And then of the doing way this. he talks to Nikki. And the thing is, I think part of it is he's reflecting what Nikki is like as well, because she's a certain type of character. No, no, so, no. I think I disagree with that. I think that he's been asked by the director to do that. Because Nikki being almost ditzy has to be almost like the clever one in the scene. But I don't think so they would have... you bring down the yeah, other people exactly. down so to I, What I'm saying is I don't think they would have Nikki being herself, how she is with this sort of like vibrant-ish, a little bit childish, uh, ditzy character, with him being serious in the same room. saying Because he would almost be looking down upon her when yeah. he's saying stuff. So he's, well, he, up, he's not looking down. She's so low, he has no option but to look down. Well, he, he's <laughs> physically looking down on her in this scene because he's sitting down. Yeah. But he says, I'm not going to brag to you or anything, but I do have some pretty rare limited editions that I've got from my drip broker. Yeah. And then this is the line. So this is the line that opens up the episode. And this, you know, every episode's had two two little arcs, hasn't it? So this is the, this is the line that opens up the B route for this episode, which is... It is the Edna route, the Edna Mole route. And if you know who Edna Mole is, you watch The Incredibles. And that's the lady who says that's no right. capes. Yeah. And 
what we're getting to is someone who's going to make some clothes for She-Hulk. And uh, yeah. he goes, I've got a guy called Alonzo, the drip broker. And he can find anything you're looking for fashion-wise. And Nikki says, can this drip broker find someone who could do custom clothing for, say, a superhuman-sized person? And he says, no doubt. Does he really know if someone can find superhuman clothing? He's never asked that question before. Do you, is this a screening yeah, question you ask your drip broker? I, I, hey, do you do superhero clothing as yeah, well? Because I may one day find someone who's superhero and no, I need them to get clothes. But he has uh, said that he can find anything fashionable. So the reality is that, that I had no problem with that. The idea of being a drip broker is that's nonsense, really. So, but anyway, um, so he knows a man who knows a man who knows a man and going on and on, on. That will eventually can get anything you like, which is effectively what they're saying. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then they, and then we follow them. So it goes, it goes, uh, Nikki and Pug, they go to this boba cafe and they say, uh, I think Pug says, Alonzo says this is the front for a superhero clothing business. I think you've missed a scene there. There, there were, uh, Before this, they had, um, Jen had to, she decides to fight the case. She can't fight it herself. She can't defend herself. So as a lawyer. So to, uh, they choose another lawyer who's working in the firm. Who, and one of the first things this other lawyer says is, you've got to you know, wear proper clothes. Oh, that's not that. That's not yet. That's later. How, are you sure about this? Yeah, because she hasn't even met her boss yet. Oh, my word. Because the boss is the one who makes her take up this the case. This is how sad this episode is because honestly this... it may be jumbled around but i'm I, let's let's yeah. stick with this beeline and we'll go back okay. to that because that does come up later so they go to this boba cafe and pug says alonzo says this is a front for a superior clothing business and they're like okay hi you're ready to order hey how are you doing man my bo- my boy alonzo sent me and he goes okay what's the order and he goes no my boy alonzo the drip broker sent me for the superhero stuff and the guy goes, this is a boba cafe. And then Nikki speaks in Mandarin. And then he says, what is that, Chinese? I'm not Chinese. And then she said, I said we're not cops. And I said it in Chinese. I feel so much shame. He's mad. I offended him. And then the barista guy goes to the back and then calls him from another part of the cafe. And it turns out that he is the guy who's got all of these... What do we want He goes to out him? one door, comes in another, and basically... He has all this superhero stuff. It's like rip-off Avengers merchandise. It's isn't just it? basic. Oh, the way I look at it is, it's actually quite. There is an element of humor that in this, in that he's basically ripped off every trademark of the of of the Avengers and other superheroes. Because mm. obviously, you know, you trademark the name Avengers, you trademark the toy, you trademark this, and he's got rip-off versions of it. But not trying to get around the tra- the trademarks, he's dropped a, he's changed a letter from an E to an O or whatever. Okay. Um, so there is an element of, yeah, he's a rip-off merchant, which is a bit of a, which I felt was actually quite offensive because the character is... Racial profiling. Just, you know, throughout the whole of this episode, all this series, and even before this series, there's all this stuff about, you know, racial stereotypes, you know, people aren't like that, you've got to give them proper roles. And they've made... This racial profile—they've just basically highlighted from their perspective 
that rip-off merchants or like that are all Chinese yeah. or South Korean. Someone, someone from an Asian background. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like just... it's that standard thing, and it, you know, we it may not be a thing in America, but it's definitely a thing in the U in the UK, which is that that DVD guy, you know, yeah. yeah. And I I don't know if when they advertise for this role, if they advertise for the ethnicity, and oh, I'm, I, yeah. I am pretty sure he's been chosen because of his ethnicity. Um, it's kind of I like when Indians sure used to always do the cab driver thing. Yeah, it's it. I have no doubt about. I it. wonder and if the actor I, I feels did that find way. it really offensive. Person, I found it really offensive. And then I just sat there thinking, God, you know, this is just rubbish. It's, you know, you, on the one hand, you're looking at um, a series where they're trying to um, promote a certain vibe about people. And now you've just taken like a left turn that undoes it all and makes a joke of what you're trying to yeah. do almost. It's, it, this is the thing. I wouldn't have been angry at this happening Unless, I mean, the only reason I'm angry at this happening is because the show itself is trying to slap you in the face every five seconds to tell you how progressive it is and how yeah. progressive you aren't. But the show yeah. itself is so progressive, it's regressive. It's in reverse. That's yeah. going to turn into the, the title of this discussion. <laughs> so progressive, it's regressive. Progressive, yeah. 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 So th- this is the thing. It's, it's such, it's, there's so much try-hard behind this, behind this show. And then they do things like this. And I'm sure the actor was probably comfortable taking the role. He's making money. He always wants money. He gets to be in a in a Marvel series. Yeah. It's a big deal. Hey, kids, watch me. I'm here. Dad, you're just like the worst guy on the street. Yeah, but aren't I good being the worst guy on the street? Exactly. And it, and if it's the case that they didn't specifically go for this guy because of his ethnicity and he was the best actor, then fair enough. But it's no, just I something believe, that I noticed. Nobody's going to believe that. It's just something that I noticed, okay? So... And the worst thing about this scene is that it's got all this rubbish. And they're basically rubbish toys. Okay. And Pug, who is the lawyer, has been turned into this ditzy eye-stock sneakers, is suddenly like a five-year-old in an adult's body. He really is. And he really is. It is just ridiculous. The way, a fi- you know, the way he says, I must have the this crappy... Captain America's shield with what appears to be an even crappier Thor hammer as a toy and he goes around playing with them and continues to play with them in, in, into the next scene. So yeah. it's, you know, how so, dumb are these people? So they say to the guy, you're not the guy that we're looking for and he goes, I'm not going to give you his name, I don't know who he is, something like that. And um, all that they needed to do to get the guy, the actual guy's name, was buy some of this guy's stuff. Yeah. There yeah, wasn't much yeah. of a hurdle. Yeah, they buy a few small crappy items and he tells them everything they need to know, apparently. Yeah. And then we cut to the next scene, which is them in the in the rip-off Avengers merchandise over their lovely clothes from the law firm. And they're standing in front of a lift door and there's a guy over a speaker and... Nikki says, I want to talk to you about making clothing for my client. And he says, do you have a referral? And she says, Titania referred me. And it's, they kind of looked at each other awkwardly. And the guy says, I saw you shrug. Rejected. And then she goes, actually, my client is an Avenger. She's one of the top tier ones, sir. And he goes, and then he goes, you get a 15 minute consultation. My assistant will set up the appointment. I can still see you. 
Sorry. This is a, this you is... just caught them lying. I know, I know. And then, and then suddenly... she said, nah, let me just upscale my lie to her being an Avenger. And you just said, okay, fine, you can have 15 minutes. The, the worst part of this scene, the worst part of this scene is they're trying to rip off the Incredibles. Okay. Um, when uh, Mr. Incredible goes to Edna's home because he's got a... He's got some damage on his uh, cape or whatever, and they, he got this whole thing outside the gate and everything, and they're trying to rip it off, and they do it so badly, so badly. Yeah. You know, Disney owns that particular franchise, The Incredibles. Why not just do it really well? It's Why not, not just that, do it? You really literally have well. source material you can pull from, to be like, this is how it was done successfully. Let's do it similarly. But they're trying to make even everyone they, to be a fool. if they copied it, it would have been fine because they, they, they own the Bloomin' franchise. Yeah, and also it's just not believable to be... to For for Pug to have that instant connect to someone else who then gives you the instant connect to someone else who is the person that you're looking for. Who's, by the way, in a very small field, I'm assuming, of tailors who do things for superheroes. It doesn't seem like they worked hard enough to get there. And when they do get there, they get to lie get caught lying, get to lie again, and then the person just accepts their lie. This whole thing, again, and I've used the word contrived a few more, I'm, a few times, I'm going to have to get thesaurus out and come up with other words for contrived because this is just trying to manipulate the audience because they think the audience is stupid. We've seen characters make costumes for superheroes. No one thinks of Daredevil one thinks even in Black Lightning where the tailor was actually the guy who produces mm-hmm. suits and everything and, you know, the Incredibles, etc., etc. We know, you know, we, this is not a character that the audience will be unfamiliar with or a role that the audience will be unfamiliar with. So why be so stupid about it? I mean, yeah. it just doesn't even make why sense. Why can't you wait for the Daredevil episode and then you can have Daredevil introduce her to well, the tailor? Well, we're going to be no doubt. Um, talking about some of this stuff. There's so many other ways that this could have happened. And I don't think it's, you know, they're they're not working hard. It wasn't even playing it for laughs because if anybody thought any of this stuff was funny, they have a serious problem with their sense of humor. Maybe they've lost it or lost it in the bus or something. If they think it's funny, then fine, but it's just not funny, I'll tell you. It wasn't funny at all. So, so then we cut to the scene that you were talking about, which is when Jen is, so this is now the, the A line of the story, which is Jen actually fighting Titania in the court. So Jen is now in the office with her boss. So remember, Jen is unhappy that her name has been trademarked, but she's just kind of sitting there letting it happen. And then her boss says, why did I pass a billboard on Santa Monica Boulevard today advertising a She-Hulk booty boost smoothie? Yeah. And then yeah. Has to, Jen then has to explain this. And she says, oh, that, that's not actually me. See, the name was never really mine officially. And everyone in the media just started calling me that. But now this incredibly awful, slightly superpowered woman... And I actually think that that line there, incredibly awful, slightly superpowered woman, is probably all Jamila Jamil had to go on when she was given this character. Yeah, yeah, that's quite possible. I don't think it's there's anything possible. else behind it. Yeah. And, the, and the boss says, I'm going to stop you because that's none of my concern. Yeah. He doesn't even let her explain herself. He, he's right. He doesn't have to explain. He's right. He, he should, it. though. No, he's... I. I I actually think what the way they made him play out, I thought that was okay. Because he's the boss. He doesn't want to get down in that sort of crap. He just get on with it. Just deal with it. I, just deal with it. I disagree. I think that they could have shown boss to be supportive or at least listen to why his firm is dealing no. with this issue. And if she just said what was going on with 
Titania's character, it probably wouldn't have cleared anything up in the end. It wouldn't have But they did the story. this. They made him cut her off because, again, they want to show that there's a mean man who's suppressing the woman. Think, I don't think he's... I don't think he came across as a he's, mean man. He's come across as a mean man in all the episodes. In the previous episodes. You lose your job if you don't... You know, if you've got a conflict of interest, I'm going to make, get you out of this firm. Well, we have to do it anyway. Yeah, just so many different things. On case Whenever he's on the screen, he's just a mean guy. He's just mean to her specifically. It may well come across like that, but I think that in this instance, he just wants to get rid of the bloom and now just deal with the problem. And she's left with having to deal with the problem, which is actually what her friend should have told her. Yeah, this is. The, I mean, this, she should have. The... She should have known this was going to be an issue legally, but yeah. given that she's a lawyer, so the boss says GLK and H made. She-Hulk, the face of our superhuman law division, and now we find ourselves in the middle of a frivolous lawsuit. No one hires a firm that can't handle its own messes. Yeah, exactly. And she says, I'm going to fix this, sir. So, the first thing to say is, they haven't even, you know, announced that she's definitely in a lawsuit at this point, but he's just said, we're in a frivolous lawsuit, right? Because well, he's a, he's because a, she was sitting there happy to not sue. No, no, she she wasn't a lawsuit because she was there was a restraining order put on her. So straight away, that's a it's not a restraining order. Well, she it was a cease and desist, wasn't it? You can't call yourself She Hulk. She can't call herself She Hulk. Yeah, so that's but she says herself she doesn't want to call herself She Hulk. Yeah. So if she doesn't want to call herself She Hulk, because she's sitting there not counter suing, then there is no lawsuit. That means she's, she's actually happy accepted. to just accept it exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he's decided that they're in a frivolous lawsuit. But in the previous scene when she was in the office. She was actually accepting of the situation. And she said, I'm not She-Hulk. It's just a, care, a name. I don't care about it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one who's decided that. Then Jen says, I'm going to fix this, sir. Why didn't she just say, oh, I'm not going to use that name anyway? That's literally what she decided. Give her a new name. But then the series is called She-Hulk. So you can't say that, can exactly, you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they could have at least come to that conclusion in a different way. So then the boss says, no, you won't. You will not be the one to fix this. And then Mallory comes in. Yeah, yeah, this is the lawyer. Mallory is the lady who, for about three seconds, was in a previous episode, and she looked like a lawyer who wasn't a fan of Jen, and they kind of have a bit of thing yeah. between them. And she says, I'm surprised and relieved you aren't foolish enough to try and represent yourself. At least you know that basic rule. So we've taken Jen from someone who is a very competent lawyer, who's now dealing with another what we assume is a competent lawyer, but who is having a go at her and making her feel little. And she says, I'm taking this on as a professional courtesy, but moving forward, we are not colleagues. I'm the attorney, you're the client. That's the only way this can work. And Jen says, she says, agreed. And Jen says, agreed. And then she says, why didn't you trademark your pseudonym? And Jen says, I never even thought about it, you know, why would I? And then there's a joke. Did Dr. Strange have to trademark his name? Did Thor? And Mallory yeah. says, you chose two examples of people who use their real names, which someone will find some funny somewhere. Yeah. And it would have been more interesting if she's actually brought up some people like Iron Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> if she brought up people who actually do have suit yeah. names. And someone said... And they mentioned Iron Man earlier yeah. in the episode. Are those genuinely trademarked three. by those people? Who knows? It yeah. would be actually interesting to know that. But no... They had to manoeuvre around that because otherwise they'd have to give us a 30-minute episode instead of a 20-minute episode. And also they might find actually what um, their whole um, 
premise for defence suddenly falls apart if they had chosen those other people. That's true, yeah. So then she puts up a picture of Titania, who's this like outlandish social media, whatever she is, fashionista, and she goes, This is the person who legally outmaneuvered you? So first they're saying we shouldn't judge people by how they look, and now she's showing saying, Look at this idiot. Look yeah. at this by the picture alone, look at this idiot. She's the one that beat you. And Jen kind of go, looks dejected and goes, yeah. And then she says, we need to show strength, countersue. Establish you are the, using the name in a professional capacity before the trademark date and Titania is profiting off name recognition already established in the marketplace. If you're going to be my client, dress like you respect yourself and not like a football play, player pleading no contest to a DUI. Yeah. And then Nikki, she goes, Nikki? And Nikki jumps in the office and she goes, yes, I wasn't lurking, I was close by. And she goes, you obviously spend a lot of time thinking about what you wear. Why don't you help her? And Nikki says, I'm actually already on top of that. So now we're getting the blending of the two storylines. Yeah, lines. And uh, she goes, I got a consultation with a guy who makes clothing for superheroes. And she says, uh, oh, I don't really think I need that. And they both, Mallory and Nikki, say, you do. And um, time for court. We're finally in the courtroom. And Jen walks in with Mallory and Titania says, nice suit, Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> the sigh. The sigh. It's so pathetic. I really. could have written that myself if you gave me five seconds. If I wanted to be offensive. Yeah. You know, it's just, the whole thing is... Um... Can't call her can't call Green Goblin or something? No, you can't call her She-Hulk either. Maybe Green Goblin's trademarked his name. You don't. I don't know. Is is to me? You can't use it. To me, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a throwaway line that they thought. You know what? That sounds so cool. Yeah, it's so obvious just because she's green. Or yeah. but maybe that's what they're trying to play her off as someone who just goes for easy stuff. They can say that's what the character is. It's not about yeah. the writing. We're writing appropriate to the character that we wrote. But you wrote a bad character. Okay. Bailiff says, "All rise. Court is now in session." And I'm not. I'm not gonna. You know, go through every single line here because obviously they do talk here and there. But the idea is that Titania's lawyer says that they own the trademark She-Hulk. And then Mallory says, I'm not wasting the time's court. Um, We're not wasting the court's time. And she basically goes on actually quite a powerful uh, little speech here where she talks about, you know, in a confident way, says actually Jen has been using the name She-Hulk and there is public records of the fact that she has said she is She-Hulk and she identifies as She-Hulk. Well, they showed the videos of people actually using her name and yeah. the, and the uh, journalists, etc. or whatever. So they, they, they show that she is recognised as She-Hulk. But yeah. then the, uh... And then there is a small clip where she says, oh, I'm not actually She-Hulk, I was just given that name. But then, that was, yeah. but then, you know, while they're trying to get everything thrown out, they say, actually, you need to prove, rather than on a few clips, that she says I'm She-Hulk you need to prove that there is a track record of her using the name She-Hulk. Of actually embracing it. And also, the, um, the Titania's lawyer came out with that clip, which uh, showed that she doesn't want to be called She-Hulk, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly. And maybe I'm suffering from memory loss because yeah. this episode was so poor. Well, Titania's lawyer comes out with, this is a clip, so she, someone shouts, She-Hulk, She-Hulk, and Jen says... My name never has been and never will be She-Hulk. Exactly. It's lazy, it's reductive, and it's straight-up garbage. Yeah. And, so uh, that, yeah. Then, that then kind of um, 
puts the whole case of Mallory uh, um, of what she said on effectively quicksand. They're sinking and they need to come up with a strategy very quickly to demonstrate that she has embraced the term She-Hulk. Yeah. And Titania, at some point in this scene, tries to enter beauty products in as evidence. Yeah. Just it's a thing that happened. There's like She-Hulk. It's just a thing that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it, again, it's all this... Um, I don't know, this whole attitude that... Are, are people seriously like that? Of course they're not. But, you know, you take a character, you push it to an extreme, and then you say, well, let's make them look even more stupid. That's it, yeah. Fine. And this and the whole thing about here is, going back to what the lawyer had said, you got, you got taken down by her? Well, effectively, they're trying to make it look like she's stupid, stupid, and even more stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then we cut to... Jen and Nikki, and they're finally going to see the uh, outfit guy. So, this outfit guy, what did you think I about? I hated this outfit What guy. did you think? I generally hated this outfit guy. I mean, first of all, he was just a complete caricature of the worst kind. He, you know, there is zero seriousness in this show, really. But it's a show that's trying to be serious, which really kind of gets under my skin in the sense that it doesn't know what it's trying to do. It does not know what it's trying to do. And you have this pathetic, pathetic designer who is aloof and egotistical and... And doesn't appear to have any... Puts down his own potential clients. I, I... Fine, you can do all that stuff, but the thing just came across as rubbish because you know you're talking about creating costumes for superheroes that need that require more than just oh it looks nice because you've got to think about fabrics, got to think about this, got to think about that. Will it burn? I go back to the uh, Incredibles where you know um, Edna had to come up with a whole range of costumes that could you know, handle fire, handle this, handle that. Yeah, you know, so it's clever. No, yes, it has to look good, but have some element of and Luke, superior thinking. I mean, Luke does this say that. This person is absolutely, absolutely nonsense. So Luke does say that he does that, and he's kind of angry that there's a, such a simple request from She-Hulk. But my general sense is from this character is that, again, they, you know, they, this is a show that wants us to think a different way about how we portray women, right? What women this could go have been through. a smart woman. It could have been a smart woman who's serious even if it's about not a woman, even stuff. if it's not a woman. No, but I think the it... way that they've portrayed this character is like a gay fashionista. Yeah, and it, but you only know, because he's a man. Someone was to say, someone will say, how do you know he's gay? They've literally this yeah, is literally this is, how writers is, yeah. are writing gay people. Okay? Yeah, it's so ridiculous that to always portray a gay person like this. And it's like, of course, the fashion designer is going to be a gay fashionista who looks down upon everyone and says, you know, they walk in and he, and he sees them for the first time and goes, is the hag convention in town? I know. I know. It's pathetic. It's absolutely useless. I'm sorry. If I'm a superhero and someone treats me that way, I, I'm not doing business with you anymore. It's even worse than Titania, actually, if you actually think really about it. It really is. It's actually worse Titania than Titania. Titania was not that mean. So you hate, you hate Titania, and yet you can't... And you, and you find this person is the greatest person on earth? I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, Nikki says, Luke, this is the She-Hulk. And 
she then she says Jennifer Walters, I'm Jennifer Walters, and he says I've never heard of you. My client list, my client list is very exclusive because my work is impeccable. And Nikki says, well, like I told you before, she's going to be one of the Avengers. And he says, you said she was one. And she says, it hasn't been announced yet. They're still working out the deal, but she is. The Hulk is her cousin. He says, by blood? Sorry, you're looking at a big green lady. What did you think? I think that that, I think this is all contrived nonsense. It's just pathetic. She should have said it's tic tac. She should have said my blood is better than his. Just like she said in the first episode, yeah, because my blood's episode. better than yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... And uh-huh. so here we go. So she says, I just want you to make me a new suit. And he goes, what kind of superheroing do you do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, do you need built-in weaponry, waterproofing, fire resistance? Which I think is fair for a character yeah. who's making superhero yeah. stuff to ask. And she says, no, I don't need a suit like that. I just need a business suit. And he says, everything I make stands up to the highest combat, combat standards. I don't make basic, and Whatever. he says, yeah. I don't need, I don't really need any of that. I'm a lawyer. That's what uh, Jen says. And she kind of laughs, and he laughs. And she's a, she's a, she's a lawyer, a lawyer. She's just a lawyer. That's so cute. Yeah. I love that. That's so cute. And uh, he says, this is a waste of my time and my talents. Please get out. And then Nikki comes and saves the day and says, but she needs a suit that fits her as Jen and as She-Hulk. So the first time that... We did talk about this wardrobe yeah. thing. And we said, you know... It goes back bit, to the spandex thing. That Hulk was from thing. the very first episode. Yeah, so she's already been given the answer anyway. It's just make stuff out of spandex. So he doesn't need to come and say, Oh yeah, okay, fine. We'll just make it out of spandex. A spandex suit. But uh, no, he went with a stretchy wool. He's yeah. going to make stretchy wool. Stretchy wool suits. Must be really itchy. No, not necessarily, but we'll the reality see. is it had to do something different because otherwise you're back to spandex. Otherwise you've already got the answer, yeah. And uh, so then Jen says, why was he so mean? And Nikki says, in fashion, it's cool to be mean. And uh, Which is really pathetic. And this is the Me Too movement, yeah? The era of the Me Too movement. It's all these... Me Too. No, it's no, just, hold it, hold it. It's a stereotype. No, it's no, a it's, stereotype. A, it's the worst type of stereotype. The fashion industry has been abusing women left, right and centre, on that basis that it's okay because that's what they're like. You know, and it's... If you're going to characterise somebody, don't sort of portray them on that on that way. That's why I look at it. I think yeah. that, you know... I mean, they just... are normalising that the fashion industry is mean. Yeah, which is And they wrong. are playing into the stereotype. But I guess at the same time, they are acknowledging that the fashion industry is mean. No, I don't, I don't think they're doing that. Because the fashion industry is mean. I think it's encouraging people to be mean, if you ask me. But anyway... The thing is, the fashion industry is mean, but if this is the character that you're going to rely on to do your things, you don't want them to be like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. And it'd be nice if you could actually say... I mean, if you think about Daredevil, Daredevil is the best... And even Black Lightning, and even Edna Kravitz role. I mean, each time you find that the characters who create these... Um, uniforms there's almost like two types of character the ones who create it for the villains and the one who created for the heroes the ones who create it for the heroes are actually always forward thinking they're trying to think ahead in the sense that they know you're trying to do some good and they're committed towards helping you do good this guy is treated you would think that they could have turned around and said I love you know Maybe he himself would have two personas. One, that I want to be this, you know, 
aggressive costume designer for rich people. And then on the other hand, my, my, my real preference is to be really serious and all the rest of it. But it would require a bit of thinking, yeah. a bit of clever writing, and also agree, deciding not to be in a mode of the episode should only last 20 yeah. minutes. I but mean, the, just... the thing is, is that the way this guy is portrayed, again, you it doesn't make sense because why would you write a character who is mean to all his clients? It's diff- he's a different kind of mean. Like Edna in Incredibles, you could argue that she is dismissive of other characters, says like, no, 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 no capes, this and sorts of stuff. Yeah. But that's because she knows what she's doing. And she's and, not calling them hags. Yeah, and she's caught and she's also um doing she she's doing the thinking that some of these superheroes are not doing. Yeah. She made Jack Jack a suit when he was a baby because it would protect him. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't even ask for that. They yeah. made she made a suit. And at the same time, you've got characters in, for example, Netflix's Daredevil. Yeah. You know, Melvin. M- Melvin. Melvin's a great character. Melvin's a great character. Fantastic. He's not character. someone who's out there having a go at Daredevil saying, and oh, I know how to do everything. I'll, blah, blah, I'll blah. tell you, when they said they were going to find somebody who's going to make costumes, I genuinely thought they were going to go for a Melvin type character. Yeah. And I was really hoping it would be Melvin. Yeah. Even though the rest of the episode was crap, I thought if they got Melvin in there to do this stuff I thought that would be super cool because he he was dealing with fabrics the whole thing was about fabrics but Melvin was good in a small nice contained series and I see what they're trying to do they're trying to branch out and have like a a a go to guy like with a costume guy I'll make a Captain America outfit I'll make a Bucky Barnes outfit I'll I'll do all this stuff and we'll talk about the ending you know how that plays in yeah yeah so okay so this is the first meeting between you know Luke and, and Nikki and Jen and uh, then we cut to, I think we cut to um, Nikki and Jen looking at Mallory. And they're looking at her dress. And they're saying, you know, they're looking at her and going, she's so impeccable. Where does she shop? And Nikki says, somewhere with valet parking. I think something along those yeah. lines. And she's standing, Mallory's standing with the guy who I said was the definite villain of the series. The guy oh, who yeah, she went yeah, on a yeah, date yeah, with, yeah, yeah, who was yeah. like... How do I stab you? Do I use vibranium? Yeah. Can it withstand with vibranium? The clear bad guy of the series. And she goes, remember the date I went on with the guy with the fetish? And uh, he is a client, basically. She goes, he's so creepy and disgusting. Monstrous. And then she goes, hi, Todd, right? And he goes, She-Hulk. And she goes, didn't know you worked here. And she goes, yeah, are you a client? or?" uh..." And he goes, I am. I'm one of the biggest. So he's a guy who has money. Yeah. And he's a guy who's creepy. Very. So he's almost certainly the bad guy of the whole series, which makes me sad because it means there's no legit bad guy of the whole series. Yeah. And then he says, I just had a meeting with my favourite lady lawyer, who's Mallory, and she goes, no touching, because he's a creepy guy. And he goes to Jenny, he goes, we should should reconnect soon. And she goes, absolutely, that would be great. And he goes, yeah, drinks on me. And uh, she has just allowed the creepy guy to go on a date with her again. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't take it that far, but you know what else could she say? But I mean, she's he's a big client of the of the um, of the company, so you end up saying stuff like that. But it was strange that he was the one that they decided to bring into the episode. Crazy. So it's again, 
it's all this. They they think they're being clever with the writing. It's just so obvious that he's a bad so... guy. And if they and I'll tell you what, if he's not the bad guy, why did he get even screen time? Screen time. Why yeah. did he even get screen time? Either he's I... gonna be a really bad guy, or he might turn out to be the hero. Who knows? All I know is he won't be the hero. He's, he's either he's not, creepy he's not... bad guy who's very obvious, in which case they're slapping us in the face and saying, "Look, it's a creepy bad guy. Please notice that this is the creepy bad guy." Yeah. Or he literally will not be seen in the series again, and we will wonder why the hell they ever no, give screen time to this actor. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And so we cut to the bench where they're sitting outside having a little bit of a lunch. And Jen's in the big suit because now they care about showing that Jen is not in the proper proper size suits for her and all this sort of stuff. And uh, he, Nikki says, yeah, and you looked at the guy's dating profile and you were like, I'll give him a couple of precious hours of my life. And she said, and I sat across. No, She-Hulk. She-Hulk sat across from him for an entire dinner. And uh, that's when Jen realises that this is how she's going to win the case. Because she remembers that she made a dating profile of She-Hulk, went on several dates of She-Hulk, and she showed a clear pattern of using the name. And every single one of those dates is a corroborating witness. And that's basically how they would do win this, this case. So then you cut to the cut to the court scene and, you know, Mallory's up there and she goes, Your Honour, we have compelling evidence my client did in fact self-identify with the moniker She-Hulk well before Titania filed for the tra- trademark. And he says, please, pr- please proceed. I will just say at this point that remember when we talked about timelines? Yeah. She went on these dates... Titania served her a paper saying, oh, I've got the She-Hulk trademark. We don't know when Titania got that trademark. We don't know when Jen went on the dates. We don't know if Titania had that trademark well, as soon as she got punched. The whole... The, the reason I mentioned about the timeline is the whole thing appears to happen in the last week, last 10 days. The episodes, the way they're going from one to another, it's just the type of... Maybe it's the type of stories, but it's just... It's almost as though the whole thing is being compressed from a timeline into this happened over the last week. That's yeah. the problem I have with it. And when they, um, in the court case, they bring on the guy who, some would argue, She-Hulk raped. But basically, um, he's the one who's put on the stand. And he's the one who says, I wouldn't date Jen, I would only date She-Hulk. He didn't use, quite yeah. use those words, but that's effectively what he said. And She-Hulk sits there going, or Jen sits there going, well, that's that's what it is now. Yeah. But the, it's the, I don't know. It's it, there. There is something. This is such a slight story. Yeah. If you actually, that's this it. is so, such a slight story. You could remove half the scenes, and come to, that's the story, and it's not as yeah. if you've learnt anything extra. You haven't actually got anything extra from those scenes. The thing is, they're trying to show themselves to be smart because they're saying, look, remember when we showed you that stuff in the third episode and now it's tying into the fourth episode? But this is still less than 45 minutes total, two episodes put together. You could have done this as one episode. This is a, Episode 5 was basically a 20-21 minute episode, even though it says 38 or whatever it is. The, um, it's not smart to bring something back from to, the previous the episode. Worst, well, the worst thing is... I've just said you could probably remove at least half of the stuff and nothing has changed and nothing has been learnt. And that would mean you could say the whole thing in 10 minutes. Nothing's happened. I'm telling you, as much as we think things have happened in this series, nothing's really happened. 
She's just sitting yeah. there and she's punched a, a mid-level superhero. And that's kind of it. She's got her name and she's got a job. And some creepy guys around. We, we already know there's creepy guys around. There's not really much that's happened it's in just, this series. Oh, man. And so, okay, so she sits there. She sees, you know, we see all these guys who go on the dates with her. And they're all, obviously, they're all going to be like, oh, yeah, we never really wanted to be with her. She was a creepy one. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't quite into her and all these sorts of things. So they're trying to make it out like she's not the one who didn't, wasn't interested in them because they're obnoxious. The, you know, the guy yeah, who lifts weights problem, yeah, the funny and the problems with her. guy and the creepy guy. They're all just like, yeah, she's cool, but she's not like my thing. And then, but they all like, dated you said, her. like you said, then the pediatric oncologist guy who got date raped by her yeah. comes up and says, yeah, I had a really good time with She-Hulk, but I wasn't into Jen. Um, and then, uh, then she so I will just say at this point that I don't normally pay that much attention to the animation um, because I'm not expecting it to be amazing. But and in this scene, I felt like the animation was starting to waver a lot. Because there were times where you can see Mallory talking and they've kind of done this thing where they, you know, the aperture of the camera or, or however you want to describe it is more focused on Mallory. So she's in focus and she hulks in the background and she's not really reacting. And I think they forgot that they've got an animated character in the scene. And when, they, and when she does react... And when she does starts... react, she's supposed to do this sort of thing where... She kind of is a bit sad that yeah, you know face. the guy likes She-Hulk and not Jen, but it didn't really come across that well. And uh, as I said in previous episodes, they ran out of money. They've got a they're, they're portraying She-Hulk as somebody who's a Botox addict. I mean, the That's lack the of thing, expression, yeah. the lack of expression is quite poor. And um, yeah, so then the then the judge says, "All right, cool. So uh, Jen wins." Yeah. And, uh, Titania didn't get Titania's lawyer didn't get to say anything. You know, I know. Back to this, you know, she could he could have said something like, "Yeah, these are clearly your mates because you saw them on dating profile or whatever it is." You know. Anyway, no cross examination. Who cares about that in a courtroom? So Titania walks over and goes, "This isn't over, hater," which means she's going to be back at some point. Yeah. I guess that's what they're trying yeah. to tell us. Exactly. And. Um, then the guy who's a bit of a douche walks up to Titania. She's leaving. Goes, "Hey, Titania," and she's like, "He goes, I'm so sorry that happened to you. What are you getting into later?" And she goes, "Fine, you can buy me things. Let's go." So uh, he goes with her, and that's that's the end of Titania for this thing, I think. And um, then we cut to, I think we cut to Jen and Mallory who are kind of leaving the courtroom and Jen says thank you and she says she may need to schedule several sessions of therapy, therapy. but yeah. she won and then Mallory says look Walters what that extremely attractive man said in there you can do better you deserve better she knows what his name is yeah yeah you know, we don't know what his name is because they never bothered telling us because they never thought he was going to be important until this time. But you don't talk about someone that you know and go, you know that extremely attractive man? I know. That's terrible, isn't it? The very things they... Objectifying the men is basically what they're doing. And, and, that's, and they think that's really cool because apparently that's what women do. And uh, it's maybe it They're is. getting their back because men have been objectifying women for so long. It's time for them to do it to us. That's what they're doing. Anyway, Jen then says... 
can I buy you a drink to say thanks? So then we cut to them in the bar. And Jen says, here you go. I'm so happy we're doing this. Cheers. And uh, they say, quite a strategy. I don't know if any other, I don't know any other lawyer who would humiliate themselves that way to win a case is what Mallory says. And she goes, yeah, you could always count on me to throw myself under the bus, which is, you can always count on the writers to throw this under the bus. Yeah. And um, she goes, it's why Holloway pays me the medium bucks. And I didn't know that she knew how much other lawyers were making around her, but I guess she knows yeah. where she falls on the ladder. And at this point, she says, he couldn't have gone through that. He's never had to prove his value to a parade of underwhelming men. And uh, they're like laughing. I think Mallory says that. And then then we get to the point where they basically talk a little bit and they decide, well, Jen decides. She goes, I'm so happy we're friends now. And she goes, what? Did I just say that out loud? And uh, Mallory goes, thanks for the drink, of course. And they have this moment where they're now seen to be friends because they've bonded over this case. And do you buy it? No, not really. But just, I mean, the reality is that you could argue that Jen is so desperate for friends that anyone who helps her would be seen as a friend. But it just, I don't know. It's just, you know, this this story, what, the purpose of the story was that two people who work together in the same firm get to be friends? Is that the purpose of the story? Because the purpose of the story was absolutely zero in terms of She-Hulk. The difficulty, the, way I look at it. the difficulty is is that Mallory is seen to not respect Jen at the beginning of the series, at the beginning of the episode. Okay, so a couple of episodes, a couple of episodes ago, Mallory looks at Jen and says, and kind of just gives her this look as if I'm not into you as a colleague. I don't really like you that much. And uh, then we have this episode where Mallory is very formal and says, you know, I'm going to treat you as a client, not a colleague. And she's kind of looking at her and giving her some, you know, she's hitting her with some quips about her dresses and all this sort of stuff and making her seem to be a bit of an idiot. And now she respects her. But she respected her by winning a case in which she was being an idiot with her name. I know, it's pathetic. This episode, maybe the reason that I'm so upset about it in terms of, I I have given a great deal of... um, leeway to this episode in the previous episodes okay you're always looking for good things and all the rest of it but it seems to me here that the the writers were more interested in a rubbish court case because they wanted these sort of silly conversations that aren't really going to go anywhere when they could have actually had a really good episode about her, even even a funny episode about her going through a range of costumes and clothing that work. I mean, can you imagine how funny it yeah. would have been if this guy who thinks he's brilliant suddenly finds himself having a really difficult customer, the, the designer having a difficult customer because he's <laughs> underestimated or over-compensated um, yeah. on, on the clothing side. And as exactly. a result made life a hell for her and the whole thing could have been so good it could have been so good and it also would highlight that yes you hate men well guess what men are rubbish because they can't even think of the basics yeah but it will bring it together in a way that would really make it good or just even give us a little bit of something you know and they did zero of that 
Yeah. And we've got one scene left, which we're going to talk about. But but here's the thing. I can tell you, I can make something off the top of my head. I'll do it now. I'll literally do it now. So we'll we'll focus on the costume side of things. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the trademark thing happened. We'll make that the B line. Yeah. And we'll do the costume side of things as the A line. Well, don't you think with a company this big, with so many characters that they have, when they're trying to introduce the X-Men and all these sorts of things, right? Can't you walk into a costume place and try on some outfits? Yeah. And then you can see her like cutting between outfits and some of the outfits might be of superheroes that we know and they don't quite fit. Yeah. You know, she could try on Storm's outfit or something. She could try on 101 She could try things. on other people's outfits. Try, no, and we could, we could sit there and we could laugh and we could go, oh... The X Men or oh the Fantastic Four. You can't. She can't try Reed Richards' outfit on. It's a stretchy outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there could have been all kinds. Literally of a stretchy outfit that she could put on. Yeah, they've got things like this that they can do, but no. So what I happens? Th- the last scene, they you know, Mary goes, "Weren't you supposed to be getting a suit?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, I'm supposed to go get a suit." So then she goes back to this Luke guy, and she goes, "Luke, I'm here for my suits," and Luke pulls out this rack, right. And he gives her two suits on there. And first thing that you should know is that he hands her a suit with a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Foley sounds unzipping. Yeah. Yeah. How do you unzip a jacket for a suit? There's no zip on it. Yeah. Just pathetic. Then he hands her another one, which admittedly has a zip, which is obviously a superhero outfit. And she's like, I didn't ask for this. And he basically goes, yeah, I made it for you anyway. Don't worry. And we don't see you it. You don't see any of it. We don't see is, any of her putting Which is even worse, on. actually. To be honest, that's even worse. I thought it would be nice to just see her in the suit. Like or the even, standard or suit. even her without the suit. Yeah. Not it, but see the suit. To not see it at all. Yeah. She could have put it pathetic. on. She could have put the suit what on. What you do see wound me up no end. <laughs> so, so, okay, this is the end of the episode. So, the end of the episode, while she's trying on this stuff, and we don't see what it looks like, we Luke goes to the back and he's like who's left this out in the open and whatever it is he picks up a box and he walks over and on the rack next to where he places this box is a red outfit like a slight not too dark red but like a darkish red outfit and then the box which has got kind of like a it's got a helmet in it, which is like a greyish, yellowish. Well, I think top. it's pinkish, yellowish sort of thing. Whatever it is, and basically, it's a dead. It's the dead of a. It's helmet. a dead of a helmet. It's, it's a dead of a helmet. It, it 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 didn't look to me, other than the shape, the color was so awful that I thought, what the hell are they doing to this? You know, this sometimes just accept that there have been good things from previous episodes that you just do not change and previous series. And if you're going to do the Blooming Daredevil introductions through a helmet, show the helmet in the in right way. In all its glory. Yeah, yeah, in its glory. And yet you're showing it like some little kid has taken a spray paint and it's decided... A te- it's a teaser, it's for, isn't it's, it? It's for a girl. It's, it's, it's actually look, to me, it looked like this is a Daredevil helmet for a girl. And it's so, like, what the hell so is I that watched, about? Yeah, I watched uh, a little interview with Charlie Cox talking about the fact that he was in the She-Hulk universe. Oh, right, okay. And um, he, to be fair, he said that the Daredevil we're going to see in this series is a very lightened version of the Daredevil that we're going to see in his series. Might which I hope clown. is Which I hope is true. But the thing that made me angry about this was not even the helmet or the suit or anything like that because we knew Daredevil was going to come in this series that's really been the one thing that's kept everyone watching 
is where we, when are we going to see Daredevil. But the thing that made me angry was when I saw that, I was so sure that they were so happy to put that one scene on the end that they didn't care about the rest of the episode. I think the whole thing was all about showing that box. And exactly. What really upset me was the box contained a helmet that personally I found offensive. That's not offensive. And but... The colour was so wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. I, that's each to their own, you know. The, the, no, but the that's suit not and, right. The suit and reinventing Daredevil. I'll say I, I'm gonna give them the chance. I'm, I'm gonna let, you know, it play out, and I want to see what it actually looks like on him. If it looks good, then great. If it looks terrible, I'll agree with you. I, the thing that annoyed me was this is a twenty-minute episode. It's a twenty or twenty-one-minute episode. It's about twenty, twenty-one minutes. And they were terrible. so happy. That when this episode, they were writing this episode, they said, okay, at the end, we just need to put Daredevil's helmet and we'll be fine. We can write whatever we want. doesn't matter how bad it is. People will just get excited for the next episode and yeah, watch but, the next one. Yeah, but the, Because yeah, now everyone's going to think the next Daredevil's episode gonna, is Daredevil. the Daredevil yeah, agreed, episode. Agreed, agreed. Right? But, but think about what I said before. I was really, when they said you have to get a costume, I was thinking in terms of, is it Mel, um, Melvin? Melvin. Mel Melvin, sorry. Melvin from Daredevil being involved. And he was a great character. They went through a number of iterations of the suit and the helmet in the Daredevil series, first in the first series. And now, what is this new guy replacing? So this is a very good point. What the hell? This is a very good point because you do think would Matt Murdock, as we as we love him, because he's already established character in a different series. Fair enough, it's not the Disney one, but the the Matt Murdock that the universe that we currently are in loves. Would he have associated with this kind of person? Not, not, no, no, not Matt Murdock. Mr. Big with the kingpin. It was the king. It was by no, following no, no. the kingpin that he found yeah. Melvin. Yeah, yeah. So, but what I'm saying so is, would, would the kingpin go there and say, "Right, make me a suit"? That actually. No, but what would, I'm, what I'm saying nobody... is, is that in this scenario, they're showing that this guy has made a suit for Daredevil, which means Daredevil is associating with him. So, would Matt Murdock associate with a guy like Luke? Who looks down upon people in the way that he has in this episode? No, you'd goes hope that he does. Character goes against your character. You know, the whole character Kingpin, of Daredevil. Kingpin may associate with someone like that because oh, he's I not seemed to be so. a nice person. He seemed to be very specific about who he works for, high-end clients, all these sorts of things. And actually, given what they did to Kingpin in the in the, uh, in the Hawkeye, the Hawkeye series, series, yeah, it's been awful. We probably think it's he even could worse, work actually. with someone like this. Yeah, that was so, really bad. So, gosh, what an episode! So that that was the end of the episode. Was there a post-credit scene? No. There were some post-credits animations. And yeah. uh, they, they literally just gave up. They were doing post-credit scenes before. Now we don't have them. And is that because... And those, and those, and those pictures at the end that they show have no real resemblance to any of the story that's gone through. They did do a little bit with the, the um, pictures. So the comic stuff that they did, there was some sort of Easter eggs in there. So, like, in the episode, Pug says, I want to get the Iron Man 3s. In the drawings, he does get the Iron Man 3s, yeah, one yeah. with him celebrating. Yeah. And behind him on the shelf, you can see that there's the Iron Man 3s, but there's also like the X-Men shoes, which yeah, suggests... But... I mean, I don't know, because it's hard, because on one end, you're saying, yeah, look, he'd got his Iron Man 3s, be happy for him. But then you're also suggesting that if that is real, that that happened, then is the cabinet behind him also real? Because that means that all the X-Men are established. Well, can I say something about, about all this sort of stuff? Was Easter egg stuff that we see in so many series like this where you find 
YouTube, and you'll find it on YouTube. YouTuber after YouTuber seems to be able to find some small thing that says, wow, that's an Easter egg. They say, you know what? I don't care about that stuff. I care about the story. I want to be entertained. I don't want to yeah. be looking for this sort of stuff. Yeah, but and if that Easter is egg... the highlight, what the hell? What am I just, yeah. What's the point? Just go straight to the credits, end the credit scene, please. But let's talk about the, the Easter eggs because it's important. Because if you're doing Easter eggs like that, you need to be clear with what you're trying to say. Are you saying that Pug, look, let's all be happy because Pug got the Iron Man 3s, which you're saying is the real, is real, it happened, right? And then on the back, you've got the shoes and it's got like a Cyclops shoe, a yeah. Storm shoe, a Jean Grey, whatever it is. There's a Wolverine shoe, I think, on there. And then you're saying, okay, so does that mean that the X-Men in this universe are so famous that they've already got their own shoe lines? Because in which case, why haven't I seen them before when stuff is going down on Earth and no one's helping? Why haven't they shown up? It's just, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. But that's not why I'm watching the show. It's the least of my worries. <laughs> it's not why it's I'm the least the of show. my worries. But this is stuff that I would expect a multi-million dollar, op- you know, it's a multi-million dollar operation, this show. And I would have thought someone would think about this. The whole point, you know, Marvel has been bashed for a while now about the fact that they're not being cohesive with their timelines. They're not understanding the world that they've already built. They spent yeah, a lot yeah. of effort making this world. And at each step now in phase four, if someone had asked one extra question, a lot of stuff would have been much better. But I think those um, paintings at the end were an afterthought. The anime, the, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, they were just the an cartoons. afterthought. It's almost as though the guys putting together the cartoons are actually cleverer than the actual people who are writing the show. That's, that's what it is. That's literally what it is. They they want people to get excited by the last three minutes of the episode, but not of the 20 minutes that they actually created. Yeah, which is just... You know, this show has... Um... I'm going to cut you off there. Let's do this. Let's quickly finish with this episode, and then we'll talk mid-season. What, what are our thoughts? Where are we at? Okay. Well, I, okay, so... Because I know we're going to start talking about the show yeah, in general yeah. now. Okay, so episode five, from a ratings perspective, I was extremely disappointed disappointed because it is a slight story that is almost like in most other series of any type you would call this extraneous filler it is that bad it lends nothing to understanding of the characters it lends Nothing to the actual development of the series. It's just nothing, and yeah. that and you know that was incredibly disappointing. If you look at all the other episodes, at least there was something. Mm. Here, nothing. This show and this episode in particular, I wasn't too angry at it, despite all the stuff that I've said. And the reason is because I've lost any interest in this show now. Yeah, but, you know... Then... Uh, I've already talked about episode four, and I, I already have decided that this show is unredeemable. And I don't even care if they put Daredevil in the next episode. I shouldn't have to watch through five of these kind of episodes just to get a bit of Daredevil. Yeah, I. this is the problem. They have lost me as a viewer... I cannot respect the show because they are writing such bad content. Well, I think they the... are not giving us legitimate timed episodes. They couldn't even write a half an hour episode. 
that that does bug me. I mean, it does bug me that the episodes when you go to uh, Disney Plus, you see all these episodes, thirty eight minutes, thirty seven minutes, and you get like twenty five. I think it's been going down. Twenty. I think, I think, I think the episode. Minutes. I think twenty episode five was around twenty one minutes of actual series. And you know, I was watching like, this episode, and I remember when I was watching it, I was thinking. Okay, fine. Like some stuff's happened. Good to know that we're halfway through the episode. I'm interested to see what happens next. And then they show the dead over helmet. That was finished. I know it's terrible. It's terrible. I genuinely thought that when they showed the um, the surprise on She-Hulk's face when she's got her costumes, which obviously they haven't shown anybody else, I actually thought there would be two or three more minutes of action of some kind. And and yeah. part of me was thinking, okay. I don't like the Daredevil introduction through this crappy-coloured helmet. But you know what? They, that that guy that we think is the really bad guy behind the whole thing, who's a super client for the firm... I don't care about maybe him either. But maybe there'd be something coming back out of that. Maybe there'd be something coming... Even with Titania saying, I'm going to get back at you. But the way it finished... Oh, man. Was it deflating? It, it, yeah, it's, so it's deflating. just deflating. So I, I'm going to give this episode... Let's do a rating out of 10 today. Are we going to do it out of numbers now? We're going to do it out, we're going to do it out of numbers. It seems unfair way. because there's only one number I can think of. What's that, a zero? You can't give it a zero. I can't. Can, can I not give it, it a zero? Is it the worst series I've ever seen? No, we're talking about the episode. And oh, sorry. Yeah, the episode. It's, the episode. it's not the worst episode I've ever seen. Is it? I think this was the worst episode out of the five. Is it the worst episode you've ever seen uh, of a TV series? No, no, of the five. Of the five. I'm not going to compare it with other series. But with of the five, I think this was the worst episode. I I thought I still think episode four was worse because I think it spelled the end of She Hulk as a credible TV show. So I'm going to give this a four. Four out of ten? It's a four out of ten for me. That's a forty percent plus. Tell you something, if you were taking an exam, you I can't give it a one. Hunt. I can't give it a one or a two, and I know that three. I tell you what, the best way of worse. doing it is for, don't do it out of ten. Mark out four, where four is fantastic, one two. is really poor. So it's a saying, one actually. It's a one. It's a one, right? Okay, I'm, it's I can't somewhere say between a one and a two. Well, I would say it's barely getting to the one mark. That, that's how I viewed this episode. I, I, I was I was not happy with it, and you know we. Live in a world of expectation. You sit down, you think, okay, all the previous episodes, whatever they are, we believe the writers and Disney are on a path of redemption. They're going to redeem themselves. And then you end up having to watch this this particular episode and you just think, blooming hell. Who even thought it was worth having an episode like that? If you actually think about it, cut the episode out. If it's that bad, why bother? Cut Why bother? Episode, don't even bother. Have the, epi- the episode. Just don't even have the episode. And that is that that really sort yeah. of upsets me. They've thrown garbage at us purely. And they didn't have to. They could have just said, this is not going to be the episode. Instead of having nine episodes, we now have eight. Yeah. But at least keep it sensible. And if you actually think about it, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'll be amazed if anybody other than the critics found this a particularly good episode. And... It's just going to hurt the brand. It's going to it hurt really the series. Okay, so we've we've talked about the episode. Let's do the mid-season okay, review. Okay, mid-season review. Wow. I'm, I'll say my piece. Yeah. And you can say your piece. Okay. And then we'll see where we're at. Okay, so She-Hulk mid-season review. 
my highlights for this show are none. As I've said, you can do this whole show up till now by giving me the last three minutes of the first episode, because everyone knows what She-Hulk is, no one cared about the origin story, it was a boring origin story that they chose. Do the last three minutes of the first episode, and you can do this episode. And you could probably cut out even the branding part of this episode. It's just her getting her suit. And you can probably just put the creepy guy in trying to stab her in this episode in the eight minutes that you didn't use. And then you can put a dead of her home at the end. Which to me spells wasted opportunity, poor writing. I don't think the actors did a terrible job. I think the actors are, you know, they've got their hands tied by the writing. I think the animation is, it's gone from decent to moderate. It's acceptable. I really hope that it gets better, but even if it does, I don't think it redeems the first half of the season. And what do I think they're going to do? I think they are going to hedge all their bets on the Daredevil episode being the best one. Which, in a funny way, means that a man is going to save the series. <laughs> okay. Is that it? That's all I could think of. Right. I am I think there have been one or two things that I've enjoyed about this series. When I think the problem, the problem is there are not enough points. There are not enough instances that I've enjoyed. But what I have enjoyed has unfortunately been counter... The, it's almost every time something happens that I enjoy, it's almost being counterbalanced by stuff that is so rubbish. You wonder what, you know, what, what is going on here? I personally, when I think about the five episodes and I think about things that I've liked, the scenes with Mark Ruffalo, where they're doing their bits, and the scenes with Tim Roth, where he's doing his bits, I've actually thought, yeah, okay. But they've been counterbalanced by rubbish. Mm-hmm. But I like those scenes. In the, I like, I, maybe I have a affection for the actors because I know they're great actors. And yes, they're walking, they're sleepwalking through their roles. But I, I enjoy those. Um, I actually think the animation around uh, the Hulk character, Mark Ruffalo's character, was much better than it has been for She-Hulk. Uh, and maybe that's because the animators have been developing that particular animation for so many years it's just now if we just press a button and they've got a brilliant hulk okay abomination i actually thought of the abomination when tim roth turned into the abomination character i thought that was good but i reckon that's come from the fact that you know what it hasn't come from that they've been for years but they had to get it right for shang chi otherwise shang chi would be even worse so we just pressed a button to leave that character so that's fine um th- those things like and i will also say that up until probably the last moment when She-Hulk was attacked by those um, that group of men and dealt with them. I actually enjoyed that, though, those part. Okay, I enjoyed it um, because there hasn't been any real action. You've got to have some... I mean, you've got a She-Hulk character, a super character, a super uh, hero character, and has there been a lot of action? Only really in two episodes. One was that. I mean, the tenure stuff was a bit of a joke. And um, also with that, it had been in the trailers and I wasn't really aghast at that. I wasn't really surprised by that. And then there's her having to fight these blooming demons, which I thought was really poor. And the reason I said it was really poor is because 
she wasn't needed. Wong had already had all the powers to get rid of these things and she had become an incidental character in her own series. So that mm. fight, I, you know, it could have been funnier, it could have been better. I didn't, it didn't leave me think, saying, I want to see that again. But the fight where um, she was attacked and she turns it She-Hulk and all that kind of stuff by those guys, I thought at least that left questions and it was fine. I thought that was fine. So those were sort of positives. The negatives, I think the biggest negative is almost the demeaning approach they've taken to Wong. I didn't like that. I didn't like the way Wong has been um, used killing in this. every character we yeah, love. I, I, I really did not like it. You know, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying Wong is my favourite character in the Marvel Universe but why do you got to make him out to be such an idiot make him such a you know we're not even talking yes bring him down to a more human level if you want to but down to the down to the basis of saying he's a joke he's not humanity. a he's not a joke no no he's he, is it why why turn him into a joke character there's no need for That's it the, he's already established isn't he's he? just yeah and it's, I thought that was really really bad um I think there's a, I think there's a real um, problem with the series. Doesn't understand the, the, the people behind the series don't seem to understand how to um, balance the Jen character and the Hulk character. I think the show, the first four five episodes, have shown that they just they themselves don't get it, and because they don't get it, the writing is just rubbish. It's just rubbish. You know, there's um, even if you look at the way that um, even this last episode, where uh, She-Hulk is having to sort of almost make herself out to be separate to Jen in some respects. Okay, they could the, the way they could have done it is almost like right now you've got a dual personality here. Now you've got to deal with you know a really complex situation. They could have allowed some adult thinking. Just like the arc I told you, yeah. the one that I don't have any interest in, where yeah. she says she's perfect at the, the beginning. That is all of Jen's perfect the whole time. Yeah, you yeah. just need to look and within it's... yourself. Even if they did that, I would understand it. But here's, here's the thing. I know it just occurred to me that the show is called She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and we're on episode five, and we haven't seen her win a single court case yet. Yeah. Because she, yeah. what the jury? Yeah, she has. Yeah, there she has a mistrial in the first episode. Yeah. The second episode, there was no the courtroom. It was all done in the jail. Yeah, it was actually a parole. Third parole episode thing. was actually sorry. Second episode was her just getting a job. Third episode, everything was done in the jail. Fourth episode, she settled out of court by intimidating by intimidating yeah, the exactly. Yeah, the the, uh, it is poor. But the the thing about this and and they always change the title attorney of law or whatever they 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 they've been messing around with the title which again I think is demonstrating that they are struggling to actually understand what it is that they're trying to write. It's almost as though they're trying I don't know the comic books. Maybe the comics are like this. But are they how could the comic books be that bad and they're be not successful? That, they're not this bad. They're not this okay. bad. So, so that, that that's so to me, as a mid-season review, very very disappointed. Hmm. Am I looking forward to the next episode? To be honest, I'm not. No, Daredevil. If he 
turns up, I'm kind of worried. How will this Daredevil? The how will Daredevil us, be portrayed? They've got us living in, in perpetual fear that they're going to ruin one of the most loved characters in the I whole know. Marvel universe. And Daredevil is brilliant. I, I mean, just and I'll yeah. give you the example of how brilliant the. I mean, the net Netflix version of Daredevil was absolutely outstanding. That series is truly one of the great comic book to live action um, trans. Uh, adventures that has has happened on television it's absolutely fantastic and daredevil as a character has always been a really super cool character loved okay. character by lots of people and, and they did it justice yeah and it does make you wonder and it, when I, I think about spider-man no way home when matt murdoch turns up out of the blue in those few seconds people screaming on in the screen cinema. It was. It wasn't just that they were screaming at cinema. They loved the way that scene was done. Mm -hmm. That scene was done really, really well. Are these people up to it? No. Maybe I don't no, know. They're not. I they, think they're going to have to be on a. They are. Hoping. They have to redeem themselves big time with the next episode. To me, to be excited about. They are the hoping that Daredevil saves the whole series. All they've been riding on from the start is they knew that Daredevil was going to be in this. And they just got complacent and said, fine, we can write whatever we want. People will watch it anyway because they want to see Daredevil. I bet you they teased Daredevil in this episode. And actually, he ends up being the season finale. Quite possible. And I, I want him to be the next episode so bad because now they've shown it. That there's a natural transition. You can clearly bring this character in now. Yeah. But I bet you that they have, you know, with the lazy writing we've seen already, it's almost certain that he's going to be a season finale or something of that ilk. Yeah. So, and the worst thing is the worst thing, and I, I've I've been going. I mean, I, I I didn't really enjoy the trailers um, for She-Hulk when they first came out, and I've seen some of those trailers again just to sort of have a look at them, and I don't know. It's I just I don't understand how. I mean, there are things in the trailers. We're we're, we're more than halfway through the series now, we still seen and them. we still haven't seen some of that stuff. And what the hell's going on there? That's why I think he's at the end. It's just really bad. Because I think they're trying to put all this, all this cool stuff that they're going to do to try and get a season two. God forbid they get a season two. They'll probably well, all get a season two. Or she'll Disney get her own movie. It. They can do anything they want. Imagine they if she gets her own movie. She'll be, I, look, she's going to end up being in a, a... She'll end up having bit parts in films and other series and all the rest of it. All I'm The way I look at it is we're more than halfway through the uh, series with, series with episode five and... The trailers are telling me more than what I've seen. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is there is something seriously wrong with the way these guys are thinking. And what are they thinking in terms of who the audience is? I think they think we're a bunch of idiots. And I think they're treating us like a bunch of idiots. Yeah. And, and this episode in particular was exactly that type of episode. I, I, you know, it's one, with the previous episodes, I didn't feel that they were trying to say, look, you're an idiot, this is what you would enjoy. This is the first time with episode five that I genuinely thought they actually think I'm an idiot because they, they think I'm enjoying this. Mm. And that, so that's what it, it is. It was really poor. So let's do this. Let's uh, rate the, let's ra do a mid-season rating. We're going to do oh from... Oh my God, I've just rated the From thing A plus. Four. We're going to do from A plus to whatever letter you want. No, uh, you can't do to whatever letter you want. Whatever you letter you want. It's a grading system, so I think I know. I think I think if you're going to grade this, I'm going to give it a C minus. No, no, I'm, no, I'm going. No, as high as that. It's a C minus. No me. way. Uh, it's not that good. 
No, I, I think the better way to rate it, and just in, I, I would struggle to rate it even as a D at the moment. Okay, really struggle. But I think the way to... Because I, I, I really hope they're going to redeem themselves with the next three episodes. It's only four episodes left, sorry, four episodes. I hope they're going to redeem themselves and come out with something really quite cool. So I'd like to rate this alongside other... Now, how would you view with other series? Now, obviously, if we start picking out series from other platforms, we're going to end up saying this is rubbish because the other platforms have done so much good work. So if I compare it with Hawkeye, which was the previous series that I saw, um, I think where She-Hulk is is well below where Hawkeye was when it at its midpoint. Of course. It's a lot lower. A, I and mean, Hawkeye... I wasn't exactly a fan of Hawkeye. I thought that I thought it, it had some, you know, it, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't brilliant. But this is below that. Hawkeye and... had, to give it some credit, Hawkeye had some interesting characters. I have not got any interest in any of the characters in this series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye, at least, I was, at least I was interested in what Hawkeye was doing with his hearing aids and this new yeah. girl. I mean, you can't uh, compare... The, I mean, the is it Jeff Barton or whatever his name is? Uh, the, the Hawkeye character is so superior in the way... It, so, 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 so maybe that's not really a fair... Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm raising the bar too high. Loki... Clint, Clint oh, Barton. Clint Barton, sorry, Clint Barton, that's right. Loki as a series in comparison to this halfway This is the through. worst Marvel series. I'll say it again. This is the worst Marvel series. I, I, you know what? I, I actually agree with you, but I can't admit that because I haven't seen Miss Marvel. This series is this so This is the worst bad. Marvel series. So that I've seen. Anyway. This is the worst Marvel series. Yeah, that I've seen. I said seen. it four times in a row now. Yeah. This is the worst Marvel series. Can it get better? Please let the answer Just be Just give yes. us the Daredevil episode and I'll stop watching. <laughs> Just give us the dead of an episode, and I'll tell you that you had one decent episode which I liked. I reckon hopefully. they're gonna. I reckon they. I. I. It, yeah, we talk about Daredevil. Um, the Daredevil appears in the trailers. Okay. Of course, because they because want people like, to watch a show. And no one will watch if it. If I it remember you. correctly, it's on a um, on top of a building and all the rest of it. But the um, part of me is thinking they're gonna pull an ace out of the hole by having another big character appear. You know, we didn't expect Abomination as a villain, or who's now supposedly not a villain. Um, it would not surprise me. And I would really like to see a surprise, mar- well-loved Marvel hero also appear. Um, and it shouldn't be the Hulk or Bruce Banner coming in to collect his paycheck at the end because he just mm. got paid, you know, he got out of the I honestly episodes. don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they'll do it well even if they do try because there's no evidence to suggest they've done anything well with this show so far with the writing I think they'll have the Daredevil episode and people will get excited because it's Daredevil so for one episode everyone will say oh look they did a good episode and then at the end we'll probably see some sort of weird thing where someone manages to get her blood because they've been trying to do it for four episodes and then they make a new Hulk and it's going to be remember the previous Hulk movie Remember well, when the they, incredible... made a pre- they made another Hulk? Yeah. And it seems That's to be right. that in every Hulk movie, they're trying to make another Hulk. Yes, yes. So they're going to make the same mistake. They're going to make another Hulk before they've explored the character. And they're going to try and tease a season two where it's a Hulk versus a Hulk. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I, 
I just let's, hope. Let's that, stop I, there. I hope that I hope they do. I'm getting angry thinking get about what they're going to do. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's let's stop there. So we didn't like this episode. No, think we've no, it's very poor. Think we've very established poor. that we're not fans of the series so far. Are we willing to give it a chance? There's a very interesting thing I've noticed um, on uh, on Rot- Rotten Tomatoes, which um, you see critics' ratings alongside the audience ratings. Um, and the critics who rate this a great show really should spank themselves because this is, it is obviously not anything like what they think it is. And they're trying to sell a... A really, they're snake oil salesmen. Yeah, they are. They are. That is, is is really poor. I mean, the the critics should be ashamed of themselves. But one of the things I've noticed, which actually surprised me, um, and that's that's why. And I, I looked at the critics' ratings prior to actually looking at this particular episode. I have noticed that the um, uh, the audience ratings have been going down. I believe they've been going down the more episodes that have been coming out. And that I've never I've never seen that before. So this There's so. A- I House think that, of Dragon is out. We've got, you know, yeah, but I haven't Andor seen... coming. We've got great things on the horizon, hopefully. Yeah, but it's, I'm, I'm just highlighting the fact that here we have a, a series which we're saying should be building up to a climax and the audience participate, or audience just, view of it is actually on a downward yeah, trend. It's just dead in the water. And that's not good. It? That's not good. It, it, you know, we are not the only ones who do not like this show. And it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's yeah, absolutely. So we've uh, we've kind of summed up what we're going to say. I think we'll leave it there for today. We're not massive fans of the show. Um, far be it from fans. We're just hoping that they don't destroy our expectations even more than they even already have. Further, yeah. So I'm going to leave it there, guys. Thank you for listening. Anyone who's still listening, um, this has been the House of Commentary. If you like what we're doing, like, comment, subscribe. We've got more on the way. And uh, hope you're all keeping well and safe. Bye. Bye.